This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. Welcome to Business Success Tips, where we're going to continue last week's exciting episode on how to be found on the internet if you are a business, which happens to be very important. And it's something that all businesses should be thinking about if they're not already, right, Sean? Right. So we yeah, have, absolutely. As, Number we have one. Sean, our old famous trooper who's back again. We have Bill Essert, who's the owner of Wooden Windows. Window. Window. And if you didn't listen to last week's show, go back and listen to it, because otherwise it's not may, make not may not make a lot of sense. So we're continuing the discussion on how to be found on the Internet, local search, and Google Places versus Google Local Search and what that's all about. Yeah. So I think what we were talking about last week when we left off was just uh, the difference in Google Places and its importance. Um, this is where people find you on the Internet. Google is obviously one of the big ones. There are a few others, but we really have to look at Google as you know still being the leader uh, of you know where to find businesses when people are searching for a local business to shop with. And we know that 85% of all searches have local intent with them and over 55% of those searches result in a transaction locally. So this is big. And so in other words, this is the new yellow pages for those people that are out there that have local businesses. Um, So you want to have somebody working on your side or you want to familiarize yourself with being good at local SEO, understanding Google Places. There are Yahoo and Bing have their equivalent of it, Yahoo Local and Bing Local, but you know we're talking like 85% versus the rest, or even actually with Google Places, it's even more than that, more, more market share than 85%. So um, when the last search we had done last week was on wood windows, uh, well, we did uh, custom wood windows, and I was talking about how Google was favoring the, uh, the had the presence of the word that's being searched for in the company name and Bill had said well what happens if I doctor my name a little bit to add something like door where my company name is not actually that name and what I'm going to say is the same thing I say to all my clients is that might work for you for now and it probably will but you will eventually get punished for that most likely if we listen to what Google's telling us and Google is telling us in a guidelines document that they lay it out very clearly what to do and what not to do. And they very much do not want you to put any other business name other than what your actual registered business name is, whether it's the corporation, DBA, you know, whatever your sole proprietorship, whatever it is. So I'm just going to say best practice, don't do it. Um, even if you get away with it now, you're risking a major slap down later uh, and it's just, just not worth it. So. Um, that said, you really don't want to do anything that's what's called black hat. You don't want to do, you don't want to keyword stuff your categories in Google places. Um, you don't want to keyword stuff your name. In, and that is keyword stuffing. I mean, you might not think of it that way, but that's what it is because those are keywords you want to rank for, like door, window, things like that. So what I'd recommend in, in Bill's case is change your business name or create an ancillary business name that you create separately. Uh, for example, a DBA, you know, wooden door uh, Inc. Uh, or wooden doors, you know, because you probably wouldn't create a new corporation. Do it that way. Create a new Google Places listing. Have a second website. Do it that way. Um, that that raises a different issue, though, of having two businesses at the same exact physical address. That raises another set of problems. But anyway, that I won't. Yeah, can you, can that you have the address anymore, off but, you know. by like you know one hundred and one Front Street Suite A and one hundred and one Front Street Suite B? Yeah, interesting point, and this brings up another issue. So, uh, if, if Google fig- again, if Google figures out that that business location does not, in fact, and believe me, th- I know it sounds like Big Brother, they do have ways of figuring this stuff out. Eventually, they catch up to it with their database. You might get away with it for now. Some people do it. I won't tell you people don't do it. 
uh, it's it's not really a recommended practice, but you you can you can try it. But I wouldn't I wouldn't not do that for my customer unless it was a business location that Google knows has multiple suites. Because again, so, so it's not on, worth taking that risk. Can and can I pose a question? This is Bill. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we have an office, uh, you know, 15 miles away in a neighboring city, uh, with a, our own address and our own uh, reception and so forth. So I, I've logged that, that area as well, but I, I don't really find a whole lot of traction on that yet. It's only been about a month that I, I uh, you know, set that one up. Any thoughts? So you, I'm sorry, so you have a second location, it's for the same business? Yep, second, uh, same business, but we have another branch in, in San Francisco. So I oh, okay. And got it. And, and that branch, you, I shared a secondary address and got my card and sent it back in and all blah, blah, blah. So, uh, but I'm not getting my traction from that. And when I when I go into Google local or, or try to do a find on it, it doesn't even come up yet. Yep, exactly. And that's because it's not really in any of the influence engines. It's not in the directories. You really, you're gonna need, it's whenever you create a second business, I'm doing this for a client right now who has a Pilates studio in Sebastopol and they are opening a second branch in Santa Rosa and we're having to do everything from scratch. So that was what I was doing all day today was creating new what we call citations for the business online. A citation of your business is a listing of its name, address, and phone number. Google is very mechanical. It looks for matches. It's a big popularity contest. Google looks out on the internet and says, okay, here's this business that's been added to Google Places, which is probably what you're gonna to need to do for these, these businesses. Eventually they'll pop up, you know, okay, you did, you added it, great. I, I, that's funny, because I looked for it in Google Places, it didn't pop up, but uh, I'll have to do that again. But Google looks out on the internet to find out in the major directories, major directories being places like Super Pages, Insider Pages, Kudzu, Yelp, uh, on and on, there's dozens of them. The, the matecitysearch.com. It looks to those sites to say, hey, are you know, it's looking for references to the business, and also on some local sites too, like Chamber of Commerce directories and things like that. The more citations it finds for your business, the better off it is for your Google Places listing because they consider you more relevant, uh, and so that's a good thing for you. So what I'm guessing is that you've got a long-term business with the, the Oakland address, like you know, it's been around for a while. You have lots of citations. I ran a report on your business that says you're doing really well. You've got an excellent presence, a 65 score out of 100, which is the high, I think it's one of the high, it might be the highest I've seen, other than one other company I saw, a raceway here in Roner Park. Uh, very, very high, so you're, you're, you're well seen on the internet. Um, I think the area of weakness for you in, your, in the Oakland address, the area of weakness in, in the San Francisco, the other locations, I think you have two other ones you said, that's gonna be probably your missing citations and you're gonna need some um, additional work done there to get those businesses found. On the Oakland address, what you need is, you really, I think you need to revisit your keywords and make sure you're finding the keyword. Cause you know, all of this work starts with keywords. Like people talk about backlinking and Yahoo and Bing and this, that and the other thing. You know what, none of it matters if you don't have the right keywords, because you could build a whole SEO and an online marketing strategy based on the wrong keywords and you'll get you'll get zilcho. So it really what you have to find is those keywords that are high traffic and low competition and start with those. And that, that is the science of SEO. And so that is the most important step. And and I appreciate you admitting that you did it three years ago, you know, in your like, home office. Like at night. That's pretty typical. I mean, truthfully, most business owners don't even do that. They just like have listings. They don't even know. They don't claim them. They're just, you know, they have no idea. So you're way ahead of, mo you're way ahead of most businesses. That's great. But because you know something, 
I'm going to tell you that you can take this a lot farther. You, what I would do if it was my business is I would start ranking more heavily for these other keywords that you're missing out on. And I found a few during last week and this week as I've, as I've searched in where you're either not ranking at all or you're ranking lower than you know the first two spots. And you, you really want to be in those first two spots because it's like anything. It's like the Olympics, but worse. You know, It's like being number four doesn't do you a whole lot of good. Um, you can say you showed up, but most people are going to click on those first couple entries. So the higher you are, the better. Uh, and so, uh, but you know, the, the higher you are, the better on, on the right keyword. So it's about finding those keywords. So that said, here's a free tip for everybody out there. The, the Google keyword research tool is completely free. Um, just go into Google and type in keyword research tool or keyword tool. We'll get it. It'll be the first result right at the top. It'll, it's called the AdWords uh, or it's called the external keyword tool. If you type in keyword tool, it'll be the first link. And um, yeah, it lets you basically search on various keywords. Now that tool is pretty good. It's from Google. Don't think it's the end all be all though. It's not perfect, even though it's from Google. They don't really, they're not really incented to give you perfect keywords. So they give you, they give you some good, good advice, decent. I use a, I use a pay for tool called Market Samurai that gives me way, way better results. It's a, it's a professional grade tool. You, anybody can buy it. It's going to cost you some money to get it. Um, How much does it cost? Uh, I can't remember what, it's not too bad. I think it's only maybe a couple hundred bucks at the most. Um, but so it's, it's, you know, it's not that expensive, but the thing is the interface is, it's going to be hard for people and SEOs to really navigate in there. The Google tool is a little bit easier, not much, but it's a little bit easier to navigate. Um, but you know, I, again, so this is, if you're a DIY type person, you want to try doing it yourself. Great. Um, you know, most people are going to say, wait a minute, this is like working on my own car. I don't want to do this. It's I'm going to screw it up or I'm not going to do it right. And the keyword research again, I cannot emphasize how critical it is to do that right. Another tool that I use is called the Wonder Wheel tool, which is again, a free tool from Google. When you type in some term, I'm just doing custom windows again, since we use that, I'll use custom windows uh, Oakland. We're just picking one here. If you look over on the left, it says all results, and then you can say, uh, uh, let's see, well, you can click related searches or more search tools. Once you click that, you'll see something called Wonder Wheel on the left. And the, the Wonder Wheel tool is like a brainstorming tool from Google. It's not really a brainstorming tool. It shows you other offshoot tangentially related, or excuse me, keywords to the one you typed in. So this can start to generate some ideas for you of other things that people are typing in based on actual Google search history. I have found that often this list will be different than what you see in the Google keyword research tool or it will lead you to golden nuggets that you would not have otherwise thought of. So I highly recommend that tool. R really what you want, end up wanting to do, whether you're an SEO or you're a DIYer, is collect a whole crap pile of keywords <laughs> that you think might be good and then run them through a professional tool to see what's actually getting traffic. Now here's the catch. <laughs> this, is the real, this is the zinger. Google does not provide local search result data. So local SEO is a lot harder than doing SEO on a national or international level. The reason being is that Google keeps that data confidential. They keep it to themselves. I don't know why, I don't know if they'll ever release it, but there is really not a tool out there currently that can say we provide completely accurate local search data. Don't, don't be confused when you look 
on the Google AdWords keyword tool, it's gonna to say two things. It's gonna say global monthly searches and local monthly searches. And people think mistakenly, oh, local, great, that's local data. No, local means in the United States of America. Global means internationally. <laughs> so local is not local. Uh, and you'll see that actually if you hover over the help on it. Um, so it's really tough to find out how many people, for example, in Oakland or San Francisco or Sonoma County or whatever, uh, are looking on a specific search term. So what the what people do or what SEOs often will do is kind of take the percentage that happens nationally and make a general assumption that, that it's actually holding true locally as well. That may or may not be true. But nobody has a crystal ball, but I just I mention these things because they are uh, they're important and it I think it really what it does is it points to the importance of the the person who is you're working with having expertise in that local market, yeah, really yeah. understanding question, that local market. Uh, question. Um, let, let's say that, like in Bill's business, he wants he can do business anywhere in the Western United States. Um, so, how, like, say, once we want we want to do some work in Los Angeles because there's a lot less competition in Los Angeles than there is here for wooden windows because obviously, you know, San Francisco's the the you know coup de gras of wooden wooden windows because all the Victorians and and LA is just coming up the, up in that because of the old um, like Beverly Hills and areas like that. So. Can you take this same local search and spread it around any geography you're interested in by either opening another office, a virtual office somewhere where you, you know, pay for a suite and receptionist and, you know, you rent, you rent the location, so to speak? Or that's an excellent, that's an excellent question. That's an excellent question. And in fact, that client that I was talking about today, I, I actually, that's what I'm doing for them is a virtual office in another town that they want to rank for. So the answer is you cannot use a PO box. Google knows about that. You can't use the physical address of the post office. Google knows about that. You can't use mailboxes, et cetera, which is now the UPS store. Google knows about that. You can find these companies like you mentioned, Paul, that do virtual offices. Right. Uh, and, and the, the smaller they are, the better, the, because basically once they get on Google's radar screen, or if they do, there's a higher probability that Google will slap them down. So what you want to kind of find is like, I, I have a local company in Santa Rosa that I work with that it's like a local office, um, virtual office type place, Copy Fact Center. They're a local business and they're just off Google, Google's radar screen. And I have a ton of clients that are using them and they're all ranking really well. And so they've got, you know, sweet, 108 or sweet 704 or whatever it is and they, they do great so if you can well, find what a business is the like cost that, like monthly for that between 30 and 60 dollars in general uh typically around 50 bucks is the average nationally and uh, you'll, in, in almost every city or town you'll be able to find uh that except in really really maybe small towns you won't be able to so in every find market it. like if we're going interested in going into los angeles say we do los angeles and we do i don't know pick another one um uh, I don't know, Oxford, <laughs> you know, Woodland Hills, whatever. For, yeah. about, for about 50 bucks a location, you can get a physical location. But then you have to run all those tools again to get on local Google search. Is, yep. it, is it possible once you run these, do you, is the same thing happen over and over again? Do you get some kind of economy of scale or do you start from scratch no. each time? Now you don't really get an economy of scale thing going on, um, you know, because uh, except maybe in terms of the website traffic. But uh, you know, truthfully, even with the website traffic, I would end up creating virtual uh, subdomains for each company. So I wouldn't really use if I had ten locations for a company or even three or four locations, I'd probably have the domain be you know, Sam Oakland dot Woodwindow dot Wooden Window dot com 
I'm in San Francisco.woodenwindow.com and I, I'd probably end up splitting them onto different websites just to keep it really, really separated. But you don't have to do that. The name, address, and the phone number are the key ones. So at the very least, if you were going in your example to Los Angeles, have a Los Angeles local phone number, a Los Angeles local address, and then the business name. If those three things are unique in that area, uh, then you're good. And, and so what you really want to make sure that you do is um, use something like, for example, you can use even Google Voice. Uh, probably not. Yes, bad idea. Google, now, I, I have Google. a question. Isn't this what Adzu does or not? I don't know. I, I hear tell. Ad, Adzu is an AdWords related company. I don't really. They're, do they're much an, with them, they're an they're, aggregator, right? They're, they they purchase in big volume and then resell. I think. Right. And, but but I guess yeah. the question is okay. Now I'm asking a sales question here for Bill. I'm I'm, work, I'm now working on spending Bill's money. No offense, Bill. Um, no problem. Is, go for it. So, if what does it cost? From your services, and I imagine you're typical of other services that people could render, to do this process, like Bill says, okay, I want to be found in LA. I want to open up an LA virtual office. I want to be found number one on local search, and I want to have a presence in LA for the important keywords. How much money does that cost for your services? Yeah, for well, what we charge, this is basically a, um, it's a two months worth of work to get this set up and then there's an ongoing thing. So for that first two months of work, essentially we have a setup fee. We charge $997, $997. And then we charge an ongoing fee for for basically for one site of in the neighborhood of $400. And that's, that's to keep the rankings up for the business. Um, so a company like Bill's, we get them one piece of business a month. I'm guessing it pays for itself. It pays for probably the first couple months of the setup fee and the first couple months. And, you know, most of our clients, you know, they get one job off of what we do, which is, you know, far below what most of them get. Um, that pay, it pays for itself. Um, so that gives you an idea of our cost structure. We don't make money on this business. This is a foot in the door for us, a loss leader as it were, because we do two months of work, citation work, backlinking, review management, blah, 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 all this stuff to get that listing solid and ranked. Um, so for us, it's really a way to, you know, take it's something that the, all clients need and start working with them and get them some wins and then, uh, you know, help them with other things as well. Because really what we want to do is generate some money for the business and then get them understanding we know what we're doing and then show them all the other places that they can so start it's, it's like really a doing So it's like give well. or take a thousand bucks to open up a virtual location to become number one, hopefully, on local search for their keywords. And then it's an ongoing 400 bucks a month to stay there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's um, something that also it takes, it takes, we say, and everybody who is uh, being honest in the industry says 90 to 120 days to get results because you don't instantly turn on the Google fountain. Um, it takes them time to index this stuff and to look at the citations and build it up. It doesn't happen overnight. So we're, we're beholden to Google's time window, uh, the propagation time, uh, especially with a new listing. So it's the Google with, sandbox with the, and all that kind of stuff you got to do. Well, right. Then there's a sandbox issue. So, you know, we say 90 to 120 days. So it's, it's not going to be 15 day results or even 30 day results. Um, but, you know, I have seen it happen as soon as a month and a half, two months. But we always tell people not. I need 120 days to, to get those results. Two, two, um, but two you know, it's it, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, you 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 mentioned the word citations a couple times, and then you this wonder wheel. You said something off to the right. I didn't quite follow that. Do you mind repeating those or kind of digging into those two areas before we, we shut down here? <laughs> Yeah, the, the area to the right, uh, the only time I mentioned the area to the right, I think, unless I'm not sure what you're talking about there, was when I was talking about the ads. Up top, 
and to the right words. And when, when you're looking at keywords, I was, I was mentioning that, that that's something that tells you how healthy those keywords are in terms of traffic, other than getting raw data from Google or Market Samurai or a tool like that. Um, you know, it's, it's really just seeing, because people don't buy, companies don't buy uh, ads on keywords that don't generate traffic. I see, and then, then then the Wonder Wheel. I guess you were relating it to that, and that you would use those those words to put into Wonder Wheel to get ideas. Yeah, Wonder Wheel is a great way to get ideas about other keywords because you know the, the whole keyword thing is not you don't just look up the keywords and go these are my keywords. It's it's it is really an art, uh, and it's one of the more difficult parts of this, but it's also where it all starts. So Wonder Wheel is a nice tool to start getting some ideas about ways that customers are finding you because it does it does linking like it, it's creating relevance between different searches that don't use the same words, and that's the part that's hard. If, I find that the closer the person is to a business, like for example, they own it and they've worked in it for 20 years or something, the harder it is for them to represent an actual customer who knows nothing looking for what they do. And so you're better off having your uncle Joe or your brother Tom or you know next door neighbor Susie tell you how they would search for what you do than doing it yourself. Because what you, what you want is how other people are actually typing it. And the worst mistake, one of the worst mistakes people make is you know, Googling themselves, their own business. I mean, it's like, I'm sorry, but unless you're Google or you're Microsoft or you're, you know, uh, Target or Best Buy, n nobody's Googling you. They're, they're Googling what you it's, do. It's kind of like, don't, don't flatter yourself, right? Yeah. Don't flatter yourself. You know, it's, it's not about the Google ego search. It's about finding customer traffic and then um, ranking first for well, that traffic. So then we have to wrap this up. It kind of, it'd be useful to take People, for example, that are going to buy your product, in your case, Bill, it might be contractors, um, look for some local contractors, how would they find you, or maybe some you know, local customers, people that are in the right neighborhood. It's almost like a focus group. Yeah, like, like focus group, like people yeah. who you are selling to, you know, are your given market, and pick somebody who's indicative demographically and geographically and socially of that yeah, market. Say, what would you type? What would you search on? What would you search for? And that would probably be helpful. Um, well, this has been fascinating, and now I know how much I don't know. Um, yeah, well, more to not know. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to leave on target. one thing. I want to say one other thing, too, is that, uh, and this is a gratuitous self-plug, but it's for something that's free. So um, if, if anybody out there has a, a local business, I don't care where it is. It doesn't have to be in the, even in the United States. I'm working with a French hotel right now. Um, if you uh, are interested in a free report that uh, tells you how you're doing online and the, the report's worth 400 bucks, it'll tell you everywhere you are or aren't and how you're doing it. I ran it for Bill. I'll send you a copy of it after the show. Um, just go ahead to uh, socialmedianinjas.org and just fill out the contact form there and we'll send you uh, a white paper and a run a free report for you that's going to tell you exactly how you're doing in great detail and you can take that and do whatever you want with it. Great. Uh, social, yeah, socialmedianinjas.org. Great. great. Cool. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Sean. Well, thank you, guys. Bill, thank you for participating the last couple of weeks and hopefully this was informative for you. Absolutely. Um, and everybody have a good night and thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. And there it is, another episode of Business Success Tips. Thanks, as always, for joining us. You can check out our website online at businesssuccesstips.org. Send us an email at friends at businesssuccesstips.org. Or if you're a Twitter stalker, find us at twitter.com slash bstpodcast. Thanks. We'll see you next time. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com. Hey, this is Sean Daly, host of Green Talk Radio. 
Green Talk helps you navigate the maze of green and eco products on the market today and make smarter lifestyle choices at home and at work through informative and entertaining interviews with industry authors and experts, as well as executives from innovative companies around the world. Find Green Talk Radio on iTunes or at personallifemedia.com. Green Talk Radio, environmental stewardship through smart consumption.